This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is My Mind Emporium. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. I hope everybody is having a nice, weird-ass weather day. I was looking at one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, the lovely T, and she was showing where basically it's like 36 degrees in Minnesota. Meanwhile, it's a thousand degrees in LA and it's flooding in New York. And I wouldn't be surprised if it started flooding here because it just rained like hell a few minutes ago. I mean, it was raining so bad. It was almost like it was tornadic activity going on out there. Okay. It was bad. And I, like an idiot, I called Uber Eats to get some food. And nobody would get it, which I don't blame them. I wouldn't go out there. It's crazy. So we're experiencing weird weather, okay? I blame the demon time you guys are on because I don't worship the devil. You do. And I also blame um, the United States for it. (laughs) No, but seriously, um, yeah. Y'all know how I like to get my podcast started. We like talking about some hot topics. I don't know why I just tapped into Bigo. Um, y'all. It has been something else, girl. Okay, it has been a, this whole cancer season is an emotional roller coaster. Like, seriously. Okay, cancer, you emotional as hell, girl. And um, I, it's been some emotional things that have happened. So yeah, here's some stories that stuck out to me last night. Besides people videos eating um, eating ice. Um, let me see. All right, so this one is from the Grio, and it says abuse of power. Illinois woman arrested, held down by police, and forced to strip naked. Um, this article says the McDonough County Sheriff's Office in Illinois is facing serious criticism and backlash after a video surface of an incident inside a jail cell. Ariel Harrison, a 31-year-old black mother who is partially blind, has just left the liquor store and was driving around Macomb County on October 26, 2019, when she was pulled over by the police for allegedly driving recklessly. The officer accused her of driving under the influence, but Harrison insists she had not been drinking. She was put into a squad car, but was not handcuffed. When they pulled me over, they didn't really explain to me. They just pulled me out of the car, Harrison shared. Harrison said she pleaded with the officers to explain what she did wrong. She claimed her alcohol level was never tested and she was tased multiple times before being transported to the McDonough County Jail. But it showed two correction officers and a sheriff pointing a taser at her and stripping Harrison after she allegedly refused to undress. Harrison continuously asked for privacy and expressed fear of being sexually assaulted. McDonough County Correction Officers said they removed Harrison clothes because she was uncorroborative. A third officer restrained her legs by kneeling on them, and they left her naked in the cell before returning to give her a cloak to wear. Harrison is now facing five to seven years in prison for changing, including for charges, including aggravated battery, driving under influence, resisting a police officer, and improper lane usage. The arrest also caused her to lose custody of her three children. She reportedly hasn't seen them in more than a year. Macomb Police Department made it clear that 
there in full custody in support of the officers. According to reports, a judge found her guilty of charges during the bench trial and she will be sentenced on August the 10th. What the hell? So wait a minute, you arrest her, don't tell her why you arrest her, strip her naked, abuse her, and then y'all are behind her, behind the police officers on this? To me, it's not like y'all trying to sexually assault this woman. And another question I have, if you are legally or you are partially blind, why are you driving? I hope this woman get the justice she deserve. Um, I hope she's released from prison. She did not deserve to be treated like that. I hope there's somebody out there that is on her side. I will be reposting this and I will be adding this to my story um, just so everybody can see the story. This is re-damn ridiculous. I mean, this woman went through more abuse than anybody deserved in her life, okay? This is re-damn ridiculous. She didn't deserve this. Next story. Um... This is from Church Unlocked, and it says, William Murphy catches a stranger in his bathtub. This is unbelievable. William Murphy confirmed um, he caught a stranger in his home, in his bathtub, wearing his clothes. So let's keep him in your prayers. Y'all know, like, y'all know, y'all already know how she looked. I ain't got to tell you. Um, this is William Murphy III's uh, post on Twitter. It says, this is the woman I caught in my house in my bathtub, and this is a picture of her in my clothes. Listen to me. Demons are real. People are evil, and mental illness is a serious issue that must be addressed. I'm shaking for real, but I'm okay. I'm awake, and I am fully aware that my name is at the top of the devil's hit list. If I ever done anything to help you or bless you, please add my name to your prayer list and ask Holy Spirit to keep me alert, sober, and vigilant, and safe in Jesus' name. He sounds selfish. Ooh, girl. I ain't gonna sit up here. You didn't deserve what you got, sir. Because we all know why she thought it was okay to just bounce up in your house. The, the complexion for the connection. Okay, girl. But uh, you sound very selfish right now. The devil is busy trying to ruin other people's lives. Okay, you may think he's at the top of your list. But let's just be straight the fuck up on this. I mean, that's kind of sound very narcissistic to me. He sound very narcissistic to me, okay? That's what y'all want to talk about with these gospel artists. They're just bigger narcissists than I think um, than your secular music artists, but we don't want to go there. This next article comes from the Ice Cream Combo, and it says, Sharon Stone reportedly dating 25-year-old rapper RMR. Actress Sharon Stone is reportedly having a hot cougar summer with a 25-year-old Atlanta rapper named known as MRM. Uh, RMR. I mean, well, why it says RMR and then it says MRM? Girl, figure out his name. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Miss uh Miss Stone, with your young Atlanta rapper that you having temporarily. We know he's just dessert. He ain't really the main course. He just something to do until you find another rich husband. We got you. This next article is from Texas. It's from HollywoodUnlocked.com. I'm sorry. It was written by Jamal Osborne and it says Texas Church Camp identify as hub of least of at least 160 Delta variant COVID infections. The Stephen infection. A Texas Church Camp has been identified as a camp 
as the hub causing at least 160 infections with the new COVID Delta variant. Hundred more than hundreds more were exposed to COVID at camp, church pastor Bruce Wesley stated. The numbers are still likely to increase in accordance to a people survey. People, several people, several positive results are from individuals coming from the new Delta variant. Unfortunately, upon return from camp, 125 plus campers and adults reported to us that they tested positive for COVID-19, Pastor Bruce Wesley wrote in a statement. Yeah, like I said, it's still out there. You still can catch it. Stop acting like y'all can't. Um, this um, next article also comes from HollywoodUnlocked.com, and it was written by Alyssa Brooke, and it says, Michael Evanata will spend 2.5 years in the slammer for Nike extortion. Disgraced lawyer Michael Evanata has been sentenced to two and a half years in prison for his role in extorting Nikes. As we reported, Avenatta tried to extort $15 million from Nike or else he threatened to tarnish the brand's name and reputation in the media. Michael Avenatta used illegal and extortionate threats and betrayed one of his clients for the purpose of seeking to obtain millions of dollars for himself. Manhattan U.S. Attorney Andre, Audrey, sorry, Audrey Strauss Said in said in said in upon sentencing, not only did Evanada attempted to weaponize his law license and celebrity to seek historic payments for himself, he also defrauded his own client. Evanada would now serve substantial time in prison for his criminal conduct. Oh, the privilege! That concludes the stories that caught my eye of the day. Now today's story is going to be about the lady. In the dunes. Okay. This is another story I found on um what I found it. Um I found um on BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. I found a BuzzFeed. Did I even look up this story? I'm sitting here right now. I don't even think. Yeah, I think I see. No. <laughs> I'm sitting over here looking for something that's not there. How you gonna sit up here and plan what your podcast gonna be about and you don't even have it on here, girl? I be tripping lately. And it's crazy because I did a huge huge research okay found it no never mind didn't find it <laughs> all right so i finally found the article granted i searched for another one and then i found i had the article and i'm gonna tell you that i had the article the whole time um while i read this article but um, I would tell you about the technical difficulties. But if you're in Atlanta, you already know. Girl. Ooh. All right. So I found this on allthatisinteresting.com. It was written by Natasha Ishak and checked by John Karofsky. 
published February 19, 2021, updated February 22nd, 2021. It says the tragic unsolved case of the Lady of the June. <sighs> All right. For the last 47 years, investigators have been struggling to identify the Lady of the Dune and, and hand, a handless corpse that was found nearly decapitated on Massachusetts Beach. On a July morning in 1974, a girl playing with a neighborhood dog along the Rays Point Dunes in the province town of Massachusetts stumbled upon a horrifying sight. The nude, disfigured body of a dead woman sprawled out amid the sand brushes. The woman was young and white with pink paint, painted nails and a glittery handband holding back her auburn-colored ponytail. Beneath her head, which was nearly decapitated by a sickening gash, was a pair of blue jeans. Her, head, her hands were missing and in the place of them were piles of pine leaves. Investigators could neither identify the woman nor any suspects. She became known as the Lady of the Dune and her case has never been solved. But now new forensic technology could be the key to unraveling this twisted tale. As 12-year-old Leslie Metcalf, her family, and a group of their friends' dogs walked past the province land visit visitor center after a day of hiking, one of the dogs suddenly became agitated and excited. It shut off and Metcalf followed. Then she came upon the heart-stopping sight of the Lady of the Dunes. The corpse was found on the sand face down on a beach towel about 15 feet from the nearest access road. Her head, the left side of which had been completely crushed, rested on a pair of folded Wranglers and a blue bandana. Wranglers are jeans. It was although it was altogether appalling, appallingly clear that she had been murdered. Investigators estimate the woman was somewhere between 25 and 35 years old has been dead for at least 10 days and perhaps as long as three weeks. Upon close examination, investigators determined that the head injury caused by an object like a military entrenchment tool had likely killed a young woman. Authorities also found that the victim had been sexually assaulted after death by some kind of wind block. I have already expressed this because I have already recorded this, that human beings are doing this to human beings. And this is disgusting. Um, Y'all fucked up, man. Some people are just so fucked up. If this was not done by a dog, okay? A cow. This was done by a fucking human being. To another human being. Let me continue. She had an athletic build, and even though some of her teeth were missing, investigators determined that she had a pricey New York-style dental work, which includes several golden crowns. Despite these details, the identity of the Lady of the Dune eluded them, especially because without her hand, she had no fingerprint by which to be identified. Investigators consequently began to refer to the victim as the Lady of the Dunes. It was a horrific, brutal murder, said former Provincetown Police Chief Jeff Jaron, who became the town's fourth police chief to investigate the murder. It would be awful for any time, any place, but for the Cape, for Provincetown, Province, after all, was better known for its popularity with artists and flourishing community of LGBTQ plus people. And now for murder. Almost 50 years later, the victim known as the Lady of the Dunes still uh, still unidentified. But a number of theories have emerged over the decades. One woman from Maryland contacted local police because she suspected the victim was her sister, who had recently been moved to Boston and vanished, but leads were inconclusive. 
can you imagine you thinking that somebody that got killed almost 50 years ago was your sister? That's messed up. Let me continue. At one point, investigators suspected the Lady of the Dunes would be Rory Jean Kingsinger, a known drug dealer and bank robber. Physically, Kingsinger resembled the victim as she had escaped from the Plymouth County Correctional Facility in Massachusetts the year before the woman's body was found. But a DNA test from Kingsinger's mother did not match the unidentified woman. But one of the oddest theories yet about the Lady of the Dune cropped up in 2015. The son of Stephen King, Arthur Joel Hill, speculated she was actually an extra in the 1975 hit film, Jaws. See, that extra work actually gets you out there enough for people to know that you were somewhere, somewhere high. So if you, if you just so happen to get extra work and do extra work and, you know, you go missing, people will find you in the background. He'll notice that a woman captured in the background of one of the film scenes matched the victim's description. She also appeared to be wearing a pair of jeans and a blue bandana, two items that were found at the crime scene. It was a wild theory, but not a totally implausible one. Jaws was filmed in Martha Vineyard, only a few hours away from Provincetown, but Jaws producers had not recorded the name of any extras. And see, this is where y'all fuck up. I don't know why y'all don't have a list of the extras. This also can keep crimes from being committed when you have a clue who the people are in your movie, okay? Retired Staff Sergeant Warren Tobias, who chased the Lady of the Dune identity for 20 years, was skeptical of this theory. There were probably hundreds of thousands of women who dressed that way in the 70s, he said. The identity of the Lady of the Dunes killer has also remained a mystery. In 1987, more than a decade after the Lady of the Dunes was found, a Canadian woman came forward with a bizarre confession. She believed an unidentified woman was someone she had witnessed her father strangle while visiting Provincetown in the 1970s. Canadian authority passed on the information to the Massachusetts police, but by the time they tried to reach the woman to corroborate her story, she had moved away. Some suspected Irish mob boss James Whitey Bulger could be the lady, could be the killer. Witnesses claimed they saw him with the woman matching the Lady of the Dune description. Bulger had even removed the teeth of one of his female victims in the past. Yet he was never formal. He was never a formal suspect. He was never a formal suspect. I'm sorry. In 2000, imprisoned murderer Haddon Clark confessed to killing the woman known as the Lady of the Dune. But Clark's confession was suspected was suspect as he lived with paranoid schizophrenia and investigators determined that he couldn't be trusted. They also found no evidence linking him to the crime. Ultimately, the Lady of the Doom was buried at St. Peter's Cemetery in October 1974. A tombstone read, Unidentified female body found race point dunes. Twice her body has been exhumed to obtain DNA evidence, but the examination has so far revealed nothing. Today, forensic investigators use high-tech tools to analyze cold cases, and they hope to solve old mysteries like the identity of the Lady of the Dunes this way. The face of the Lady of the Dunes has been reconstructed multiple times. The first reconstruction was a clay model, which only sketched other mysteries women's face were made in the late, later years as technology advanced. In 2006, a regression draw of the woman, woman was made. I don't know why you need an age regression uh, drawing. She died. 
Okay. So why you need to show age regress drawing unless, you know, she might have a sister that's alive that she looked like. So maybe that's why. Okay. I talked myself out of that one. In 2010, then police chief of Provincetown, Jaron worked with forensic analysts from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the Smithsonian National Museum of History to re-examine the case of the Lady of the Dunes. Placing the victim's skull in a CT scanner, the team was able to build a possible image of her face. In 2019, investigators announced that they sought to re-examine the case using new techniques of combining DNA analysis with genealogical family tree building sites. The method was famously used to identify the Golden State Killer in California decades after his murder spree. Yeah, it took y'all decades to find that guy. He was just sitting up there as a middle-aged elderly man, just chilling. We're going to examine everything that we can with the respect to what left of the remains that Cape and Island District Attorney Michael O'Keefe. New technology could deliver answers. But for now, the truth behind the life of the death of the Lady of the Dunes will remain a mystery. That concludes today's topic. So y'all know I got to give my little 14 cents into this, honey. Let me tell you, they gave you two ideas what this woman could be. She definitely was a murder victim of somebody of a high profile person. That That's no doubt in my mind. Because if it wasn't a high profile person, they would already found who the person killed her. Um, and it's obviously not some Joe Schmo off the street. Um, and of course they're going to get your usual suspects, which are people who are already arrested to feel like the family has closure because it, nobody wants to live with the guilt of not finding the killer of this lady. It would definitely help if they, um, It would definitely help if they knew who the lady was. That could narrow down who could possibly be the killer. One. And it could also narrow down um, why she was killed. You know, because you have to know who the person is to figure out what they like. But I feel like they have been looking into this for almost 50 years. She was found in 1974. Um, so she died basically 47 years ago. That's the guesstimation. That's almost 50 years, like they said. Somebody knows what happened to this lady, okay? Somebody knows what happened to her, whether they are still alive or whether they're dead or not. Somebody knows. Somebody has an uncle who records everything that he did in his life. And I'm pretty sure, just like the lady who said that her father did it, and her father probably pulled her aside and said, bitch, you better get the hell out of with that shit. Okay? You can't do that. Somebody has it in a diary that they killed the lady of the doom, or somebody has a secret that they killed this woman. Or they were ordered by the mob they were in that she was killed. I think the best bet and the best clue was the lady that said that her father strangled a woman in Provincetown. That's the Canadian woman. Um, and the reason why I say this is because she couldn't corroborate the story. When she told the story, she said that that looked like a lady her father um, strangled. The question is, who is her father? 
And why would he was strangling this lady? And why you didn't continue to tell the story? Because the truth of the matter is, you ain't supposed to be snitching on your daddy. That's the truth. But if you gonna if you gonna call it like you see, you gonna put it out there. Who is your father? Was he part of the mob? Was he part of the Irish mob with Whitey Bulger? Because apparently it matched Bulger's um, signature, his style. So was it somebody associated with Whitey Bulger? Or was this just a, a, a mindless crime done by a mindless individual? We will never know. Because somebody is hiding it. And I believe there's somebody who is still alive who know what happened to this lady, why it happened, and when it happened. And the thing is, is the Hollywood connection for me. That she was an extra. And Jaws. And then they didn't ask her for her name or who she was. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is my Mind Emporium. I hope you guys are having a lovely week. I am starting to notice a connection with all the things that I've been talking about this week, which is some weird Hollywood shit going on uh, or connected to some weird Hollywood shit going on, allegedly. And I'm going to say allegedly because the Lady of the Dune, they say that it was an extra that looked like her, but that does not necessarily mean that was her. But once again, the extra was wearing a bandana and she was wearing some jeans. And this is what she was wrapped in was the blue bandana. And she was wearing these Wrangler jeans. So, um, I mean, nine out of ten times, it probably is her. Of course, nobody knows what her name is. It would be nice if somebody knew who, what her name is. But the, also the question of the whole story is, why would someone want to murder her? So, yeah. With that being said, um, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is My Mind Emporium. I really hope they find out who is this lady and who murdered her. I really do. I, I, I hope that for all the cases out there that I see. I hope everybody get the justice they deserve. It's the, same, it's the same thing with the young lady who was partially blind. I hope she get the justice she deserved before she end up dead in some ditch or they throw her away and then they say it's suicide. Um, you know, as we see time and time again, we saw in the Maitreys Richardson situation where the police handled her in a poor way. They could have sexually assaulted this girl and threw her out somewhere else. And so I hope the family of the young lady that was arrested, um, this week, um, I hope they get justice. I hope she gets out of prison and I hope she gets the justice she deserves before the police system decides to do something reckless like they did in the Mitrice Richardson situation. Um, so, yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie. Oh, and by the way, tomorrow's podcast is supposed to be about a stalker situation. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about it because right now I'm creeping myself out. So I'll probably go on the lighter side tomorrow when nobody die or anything. Or something like that. Because uh, this this week has been very emotional. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's about John Lennon. Yeah, it wouldn't mean a lot if I end the week off with John Lennon. Because I did start off with Paul McCartney. But I don't know. Let's see. 
We'll see. I'm out of you guys. I hope you guys have a lovely remainder of this beautiful Friday that is weird. <laughs>